Section six of the Aeneid of Virgil. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book three, part two. The prophet first, with sacrifice, adores the greater gods, their pardon then implores, unbinds the fillet from his holy head. To Phoebus next my trembling steps he led, full of religious doubts and awful dread. Then, with his god possessed before the shrine, these words proceeded from his mouth divine. O goddess born, for heaven's appointed will, with greater auspices of good than ill, for shows thy voyage and thy course directs, thy fates conspire, and Jove himself protects. Of many things some few I shall explain, teach thee to shun the dangers of the main, and how at length the promised shore to gain. The rest the fates from Hellenus conceal, and Juno's angry power forbids to tell. First, then, that happy shore that seems so nigh will far from your deluded wishes fly. Long tracts of seas divide your hopes from Italy, for you must cruise along Sicilian shores and stem the currents with your struggling oars. Then round the Italian coast your navies steer, and after this to Circe's island veer. And last, before your new foundations rise, must pass the Stygian lake and view the nether skies. Now mark the signs of future ease and rest, and bear them safely treasured in thy breast. When, in the shady shelter of a wood, and near the margin of a gentle flood, thou shalt behold a sow upon the ground, with thirty sucking young encompassed round, the dam and offspring white as falling snow, these on thy city shall their name bestow, and there shall end thy labours and thy woe. Nor let the threatened famine fright thy mind, for Phoebus will assist, and fate the way will find. Let not thy course to that ill coast be bent, which fronts from far the Epirian continent. Those parts are all by Grecian foes possessed, the savage Locrians here the shores infest. There fierce Idomeneus his city builds, and guards with arms the Salentinian fields, and on the mountain's brow Petilia stands, which Philoctetes with his troops commands. Even when thy fleet is landed on the shore, and priests with holy vows the gods adore, then with a purple veil involve your eyes, lest hostile faces blast the sacrifice. These rites and customs to the rest commend, that to your pious race they may descend. When parted hence, the wind that ready waits for Sicily shall bear you to the straits, where proud Pelorus opes a wider way, tack to the larboard and stand off to sea. Veer starboard sea and land, the Italian shore and fair Sicilia's coast were one before an earthquake caused the flaw. The roaring tides the passage broke that land from land divides, and where the lands retired the rushing ocean rides. Distinguished by the straits, on either hand, now rising cities in long order stand and fruitful fields. So much can time invade the mouldering work that beauteous nature made. Far on the right, 
her dog's foul Scylla hides, Charybdis roaring on the left presides, and in her greedy whirlpool sucks the tides, then spouts them from below. With fury driven, the waves mount up and wash the face of heaven. But Scylla from her din with open jaws, the sinking vessel in her eddy draws, then dashes on the rocks. A human face and virgin bosom hides her tail's disgrace. Her parts obscene below the waves descend, with dogs enclosed and in a dolphin end. Tis safer then to bear aloof to sea, and coast Pachinus, though with more delay, than once to view misshapen Scylla near, and the loud yell of watery wolves to hear. Besides, if faith to Helenus be due, and if prophetic Phoebus tell me true, do not this precept of your friend forget, which therefore more than once I must repeat, above the rest great Juno's name adore. Pay vows to Juno, Juno's aid implore. Let gifts be to the mighty queen designed, and mollify with prayers her haughty mind. Thus at the length your passage shall be free, and you shall safe descend on Italy. Arrived at Cume, when you view the flood of black Avernus and the sounding wood, the mad prophetic sibyl you shall find, dark in a cave and on a rock reclined she sings the fates and in her frantic fits the notes and names inscribed to leafs commits what she commits to leafs in order laid before the cavern's entrance are displayed unmoved they lie but if a blast of wind without or vapours issue from behind the leafs are borne aloft in liquid air and she resumes no more her museful care, nor gathers from the rocks her scattered verse, nor sets in order what the winds disperse. Thus many not succeeding most upbraid the madness of the visionary maid, and with loud curses leave the mystic shade. Think it not loss of time a while to stay, though thy companions chide thy long delay. Though summoned to the seas, though pleasing gales invite thy course and stretch thy swelling sails, but beg the sacred priestess to relate with willing words and not to write thy fate. The fierce Italian people she will show, and all thy wars and all thy future woe, and what thou mayst avoid and what must undergo. She shall direct thy course, instruct thy mind, and teach thee how the happy shores to find. This is what heaven allows me to relate. Now part in peace, pursue thy better fate, and raise by strength of arms the Trojan state. This, when the priest with friendly voice declared, he gave me license and rich gifts prepared. Bounteous of treasure he supplied my want with heavy gold and polished elephant, then Doronean cauldrons put on board, and every ship with sums of silver stored. A trusty coat of mail to me he sent, thrice chained with gold for use and ornament. The helm of Pyrrhus added to the rest, that flourished with a plume and waving crest. Nor was my sire forgotten, nor my friends, 
and large recruits he to my navy sends men horses captains arms and warlike stores supplies new pilots and new sweeping oars meantime my sire commands to hoist our sails lest we should lose the first auspicious gales the prophet blessed the parting crew and last with words like these his ancient friend embraced old happy man the care of gods above whom heavenly venus honored with her love and twice preserved thy life when troy was lost behold from far the wished ausonian coast their land but take a larger compass round for that before is all forbidden ground the shore that phoebus has designed for you at farther distance lies concealed from view go happy hence and seek your new abodes blessed in a son and favored by the gods for i with useless words prolong your stay when southern gales have summoned you away nor less the queen our parting thence deplored nor was less bounteous than her trojan lord a noble present to my son she brought a robe with flowers on golden tissue wrought a phrygian vest and loads with gifts beside of precious texture and of asian pride except she said these monuments of love which in my youth with happier hands i wove regard these trifles for the giver's sake tis the last present hector's wife can make thou callest my lost astyanax to mind in thee his features and his form i find his eyes so sparkled with a lively flame such were his motions such was all his frame and ah had heaven so pleased his years had been the same with tears i took my last adieu and said your fortune happy pair already made leaves you no farther wish my different state avoiding one incurs another fate to you a quiet seat the gods allow you have no shores to search no seas to plough nor fields of flying italy to chase deluding visions and a vain embrace you see another simois and enjoy the labour of your hands another troy with better auspice than her ancient towers and less obnoxious to the grecian powers if e'er the gods whom i with vows adore conduct my steps to tiber's happy shore if ever i ascend the latian throne and build a city i may call my own as both of us our birth from troy derive so let our kindred lines in concord live and both in acts of equal friendship strive our fortunes good or bad shall be the same the double troy shall differ but in name that what we now begin may never end but long to late posterity descend near the caronian rocks our course we bore the shortest passage to the italian shore now had the sun withdrawn his radiant light and hills were hid in dusky shades of night we land and on the bosom of the ground a safe retreat and a bare lodging found close by the shore we lay the sailors keep their watches and the rest securely sleep the night proceeding on with silent pace stood in her noon 
and viewed with equal face her steepy rise and her declining race then wakeful palinurus rose to spy the face of heaven and the nocturnal sky and listened every breath of air to try observes the stars and notes their sliding course the pleiads hyads and their watery force and both the bears is careful to behold and bright orion armed with burnished gold then when he saw no threatening tempest nigh but a sure promise of a settled sky he gave the sign to weigh we break our sleep forsake the pleasing shore and plough the deep and now the rising morn with rosy light adorns the skies and puts the stars to flight when we from far like bluish mists descry the hills and then the plains of italy achates first pronounced the joyful sound then italy the cheerful crew rebound my sire anchises crowned a cup with wine and offering thus implored the powers divine ye gods presiding over lands and seas and you who raging winds and waves appease breathe on our swelling sails a prosperous wind and smooth our passage to the port assigned the gentle gales their flagging force renew and now the happy harbor is in view minerva's temple then salutes our sight placed as a landmark on the mountain's height we furl our sails and turn the prows to shore the curling waters round the galleys roar the land lies open to the raging east then bending like a bow with rocks compressed shuts out the storms the winds and waves complain and vent their malice on the cliffs in vain the port lies hid within on either side two towering rocks the narrow mouth divide the temple which aloft we viewed before to distance flies and seems to shun the shore scarce landed the first omens i beheld were four white steeds that cropped the flowery field war war is threatened from this foreign ground my father cried where warlike steeds are found yet since reclaimed to chariots they submit and bend to stubborn yokes and champ the bit peace may succeed to war our way we bend to palace and the sacred hill ascend there prostrate to the fierce virago pray whose temple was the landmark of our way each with the phrygian mantle veiled his head and all commands of helenus obeyed and pious rites to grecian juno paid these dues performed we stretch our sails and stand to sea forsaking that suspected land from hence tarantum's bay appears in view for hercules renowned if fame be true just opposite lacinian juno stands caulonian towers and skylacaean strands for shipwrecks feared mount etna thence we spy known by the smoky flames which cloud the sky far off we hear the waves with surly sound invade the rocks the rocks their groans rebound the billows break upon the sounding strand and roll the rising tide impure with sand then thus anchises in experience old tis that charybdis which the seer foretold and those the promised rocks 
bear off to sea. With haste the frightened mariners obey. First Palinurus to the larboard veered, then all the fleet by his example steered. To heaven aloft on ridgy waves we ride, then down to hell descend when they divide. And thrice our galleys knocked the stony ground, and thrice the hollow rocks returned the sound, and thrice we saw the stars that stood with dews around. The flagging winds forsook us with the sun, and, wearied on Cyclopean shores, we run. The port capacious and secure from wind is to the foot of thundering Etna joined. By turns a pitchy cloud she rolls on high, by turns hot embers from her entrails fly, and flakes of mounting flames that lick the sky. Oft from her bowels massy rocks are thrown, and, shivered by the force, come piecemeal down. Oft liquid lakes of burning sulphur flow, fed from the fiery springs that boil below. In Celadas, they say, transfixed by Jove, with blasted limbs came tumbling from above, and where he fell the avenging father drew this flaming hill and on his body threw as often as he turns his weary sides he shakes the solid isle and smoke the heavens hides in shady woods we pass the tedious night where bellowing sounds and groans our souls affright of which no cause is offered to the sight for not one star was kindled in the sky nor could the moon her borrowed light supply. For misty clouds involved the firmament, the stars were muffled, and the moon was pent. Scarce had the rising sun the day revealed, scarce had his heat the pearly dews dispelled, when from the woods there bolts before our sight, somewhat betwixt a mortal and a sprite, so thin, so ghastly, meagre, and so wan, so bare of flesh, he scarce resembled man, this thing, all tattered, seemed from far to implore our pious aid and pointed to the shore. We look behind, then view his shaggy beard. His clothes were tagged with thorns, and filth his limbs besmeared. The rest, in mien, in habit, and in face, appeared a Greek, and such indeed he was. He cast on us from far a frightful view, whom soon for Trojans and for foes he knew stood still and paused, then all at once began to stretch his limbs and trembled as he ran. Soon as approached upon his knees he falls, and thus with tears and sighs for pity calls. Now by the powers above and what we share from nature's common gift this vital air, O Trojans, take me hence, I beg no more, but bear me far from this unhappy shore. "'Tis true I am a Greek, and farther own among your foes besieged the imperial town. For such demerits, if my death be due, no more for this abandoned life I sue. This only favour let my tears obtain, to throw me headlong in the rapid main. Since nothing more than death my crime demands, I die content to die by human hands. He said, and on his knees my knees embraced. I bade him boldly tell his fortune past, his present state, his lineage, and his name, the occasion of his fears, and whence he came. The good Anchises raised him with his hand, 
who thus encouraged answered our demand from ithaca my native soil i came to troy and Achaemenides, my name me my poor father with ulysses sent oh had i stayed with poverty content but fearful for themselves my countrymen left me forsaken in the cyclops din the cave though large was dark the dismal floor was paved with mangled limbs and putrid gore our monstrous host of more than human size erects his head and stares within the skies bellowing his voice and horrid is his hue ye gods remove this plague from mortal view the joints of slaughtered wretches are his food and for his wine he quaffs the streaming blood these eyes beheld when with his spacious hand he seized two captives of our grecian band stretched on his back he dashed against the stones their broken bodies and their crackling bones with spouting blood the purple pavement swims while the dire glutton grinds the trembling limbs not unrevenged ulysses bore their fate nor thoughtless of his own unhappy state for gorged with flesh and drunk with human wine while fast asleep the giant lay supine snoring aloud and belching from his maw his indigested foam and morsels raw we pray we cast the lots and then surround the monstrous body stretched along the ground each as he could approach him lends a hand to bore his eyeball with a flaming brand beneath his frowning forehead lay his eye for only one did the vast frame supply but that a globe so large his front it filled like the sun's disk or like a grecian shield the stroke succeeds and down the pupil bends this vengeance followed for our slaughtered friends but haste unhappy wretches haste to fly your cables cut and on your oars rely such and so vast as polypheme appears a hundred more this hated island bears like him in caves they shut their woolly sheep like him their herds on tops of mountains keep like him with mighty strides they stalk from steep to steep and now three moons their sharpened horns renew since thus in woods and wilds obscure from view i drag my loathsome days with mortal fright and in deserted caverns lodge by night oft from the rocks a dreadful prospect see of the huge cyclops like a walking tree from far i hear his thundering voice resound and trampling feet that shake the solid ground cornels and savage berries of the wood and roots and herbs have been my meagre food while all around my longing eyes i cast i saw your happy ships appear at last on those i fixed my hopes to these i run tis all i ask this cruel race to shun what other death you please yourselves bestow scarce had he said when on the mountain's brow we saw the giant shepherd stalk before his following flock and leading to the shore a monstrous bulk deformed deprived of sight his staff a trunk of pine to guide his steps aright his ponderous whistle from his neck descends his woolly care their pensive lord attends this only solace his hard fortune sends soon as he reached the shore and touched the waves from his bored eye the guttering blood he laves he gnashed his teeth and groaned through seas he strides 
and scarce the topmost billows touched his sides seized with a sudden fear we run to sea the cables cut and silent haste away the well-deserving stranger entertain then buckling to the work our oars divide the main the giant hearkened to the dashing sound but when our vessels out of reach he found he strided onward and in vain essayed the onian deep and durst no farther wade with that he roared aloud the dreadful cry shakes earth and air and seas the billows fly before the bellowing noise to distant italy the neighing etna trembling all around the winding caverns echo to the sound his brother cyclops hear the yelling roar and rushing down the mountains crowd the shore we saw their stern distorted looks from far and one-eyed glance that vainly threatened war a dreadful council with their heads on high the misty clouds about their foreheads fly not yielding to the towering tree of jove or tallest cypress of diana's grove new pangs of mortal fear our minds assail we tug at every oar and hoist up every sail and take the advantage of the friendly gale for warned by helenus we strive to shun charybdis gulf nor dare to scylla run an equal fate on either side appears we tacking to the left are free from fears for from pelorus point the north arose and drove us back where swift pantagius flows his rocky mouth we pass and make our way by thapsus and megara's winding bay this passage achaemenides had shown tracing the course which he before had run right o'er against plemerium's watery strand there lies an isle once called the ortygian land alpheus's old fame reports has found from greece a secret passage underground by love to beauteous arethusa led and mingling here they roll in the same sacred bed as helenus enjoined we next adore diana's name protectress of the shore with prosperous gales we pass the quiet sounds of still elorus and his fruitful bounds then doubling cape pachinus we survey the rocky shore extended to the sea the town of camarine from far we see and fenny lake undrained by fate's decree in sight of the geloan fields we pass and the large walls where mighty gela was then agragas with lofty summits crowned long for the race of warlike steeds renowned we passed selenus and the palmy land and widely shun the lilibaean strand unsafe for secret rocks and moving sand at length on shore the weary fleet arrived which trepanum's unhappy port received here after endless labours often tossed by raging storms and driven on every coast my dear dear father spent with age i lost ease of my cares and solace of my pain saved through a thousand toils but saved in vain the prophet who my future woes revealed yet this the greatest and the worst concealed and dire selino whose foreboding skill denounced all else was silent of the ill this my last labour was some friendly god from thence conveyed us to your blessed abode thus to the listening queen the royal guest 
his wandering course and all his toils expressed and here concluding he retired to rest end of section six